Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of American Billiard Radio. Today is Thursday, January 17th. And as usual, it's been a couple of weeks since I've done an episode, so we certainly have some news. In the news, the WPA, World Pool Association, announced that they are collaborating with Q Sports International to produce the 2019 WPA Players' Championship. This will take place right before the U.S. Open Nine Ball. It's at Griff's in Las Vegas. Be April 16th through the 19th. This is a WPA Category 3 ranking event, which to your average player, that doesn't mean a whole lot. It's 50000 added prize money. Now, this is a 48-player, well, it's a 64-player tournament. 48 players are invited The other 16 spaces will be filled by qualifiers. So there will be four days of qualifiers that your average player can get into. Each qualifier is limited to 96 players. There will be one qualifier each day over those four days. The top four players from each qualifier make it into the main event. There's further information on AZ Billiards. Um, I will include a link at the on the show notes for this show it looks like an interesting event it's not huge added money but it's certainly something extra for the players who are in vegas if you're there to play in the u.s open it's an opportunity to make some money and really if you want to see what it's like to play some of the top players in the world it's an opportunity for that too the qualifier is cheap and you become one of the top four on any one of those last days. I mean, certainly you're going to be playing top players in the qualifier, but it's something to look into. We had a tournament finished up last week, the Turning Stone Classic 31. Jason Shaw won that. That was his sixth title. And we'll talk to Jason later in the show. He talks about that title and why he feels so comfortable at Turning Stone and his 2018, his 2019. Came down to Jason and Shane in the finals, which seems like a lot of the Turning Stone Classic events end up that way. It it was a close match if you didn't get to watch the stream. Both players went back and forth. Jason opened up the first two-rack lead at 4-2, and then he put a four-pack on Shane, and that was pretty much the end of things. It was a race to 13. Shane tried to fight back. Shane wasn't playing his best, but Jason certainly was playing at usual Jason speed. So Jason got his sixth Turning Stone Classic win. Congratulations. In events going on right now, the World Chinese Pool Masters, there were qualifying stages for that too. And they've now just moved from the qualifying stages over into the main event. First round results, Shane Van Boning defeated Zhao Ru Lang from China. He had won one of the qualifier. Or uh, There's a story on AZ about all the different ways that players qualified for the event. So... Zhao had won an event earlier in the year last year to earn his spot. Uh, Two Filipinos in the field, Johan Chua. I believe he won his first two. Jeffrey Ignacio lost early. I'm working on getting brackets and a streaming link for that. I don't have it yet, but as soon as I do have it, it will be on AZ. 
And also the Predator grand finale of the World Pool series is going on right now. More information on that is available at www.worldpoolseries.com. There's online brackets there. Upstate Al from AZB-TV is doing a pay-per-view stream for it. Looks like a lot of the top players are there. Uh, Jason, Eklant Kachi, Christina Tkach, Chris Melling, Dennis Grabe. It's certainly a, a very tough field. So again, I'll include links to that on the show notes page. That's about all I've got news-wise. I will get you to the interview now with Jason Shaw. Joined all the way from... Are you at Steinway Billiards right now? No, I'm actually in Connecticut. I'm at home. Oh, okay. But you're, you've are you got a match later today. Yeah, I'm going 6.30 and then um, I'm leaving here in an hour. Oh, do you know who you play today? I play that uh, Fortunski, Polish kid. So... If everyone hasn't figured it out yet, we're talking to Jason Shaw today. Uh, congratulations on yet another Turning Stone win. Uh, what is it? I mean, we've talked about it before, but can you remind the listeners, what is it about this tournament that, that you do so well in it? Um, you know, thanks. Uh, thanks. It's nice to win it again. Um, yeah, no, I just enjoy going up there. You know, it's, it's everything's just like, I like the setup of the tournament. You know, there's not really much... Um, I can say any bad things about going up there. You know, the hotel's nice, casino's nice, everybody's nice. Uh, the tournament's great. I think it's one of the best setups that we got in America. Um, as as in venue wise, um, you know, I, it'd be nice if we could have many more big tournaments. So I just feel like it's a great location, and um, you know, the, like I said, the setup and the way when you walk in there and you see all those seats. You know what I mean? You can imagine if that place was like packed up, it'd be a uh, be a lot more exciting. But like I said, I just feel at home and feel confident going there, knowing that I've won it like five times, you know, before the, the last time there. So it gives me a lot of confidence. It makes me feel relaxed when I'm there. And you mentioned earlier that you were playing with a new cue this time. Yeah, because. I got my cue. I had my cues, and then I've just came out with my new line of cues, and I got them to send me another buck, and because my other one was like rolling weird with my extension on it, it was like it was warped or something. So I got them to send me another one, and they sent it to me, and I put my extension on it, and it did the same thing. So I just put it back in the box and shipped it back on the first of January, thinking it would come back on time because they sent the other one to me within two days. But somehow the cues have got lost and we can't find them. And so I had a couple of cues at home, um, like high-end cues that I had from them. So I just took one out of the packet and started using it. And it felt great. I used a couple of them, but that one felt nice. So I just stuck with that one. And then I went to Tonstone and managed to snap it off. <laughs> well, that says a lot for their cues if you were able to just take one out of the box and win Turning Stone with it. Yeah, and obviously my extension on the back, I was playing with like a, like a four-inch extension, and now the one I had on my queue is seven inches for Turning Stone. So there was a big difference because when I played my first match, I uh, I played the first rack and uh, I went to queue up to a ball and then I touched the queue ball with my queue because it was that little bit longer. Oh, yeah. And Shane was watching and me and him just started laughing at each other. <laughs> 
You and Shane, I mean, you guys have played each other so many times. Is there is there a friendly rivalry there? I mean, certainly you want to beat each other when you're on the table. Yeah, you know what? Like, a lot of people don't understand, you know, like, people think that, you know, because what's happened in the past or we've had arguments over the wreck or whatever, like, that we hate each other or whatever. It's nothing like that. You know, we were at Turlingstone and we were there and we went for dinner, me, him and Billy, went to the state cars, hang out, went to the casino, we're in the bar hanging out, you know, like, always talking, texting each other all the time and stuff like that. So there's no nothing between us, like, bad blood, you know, but... Of course, on the table, we want to beat each other bad, so there's a rivalry on the pool table, but nothing to do with off the table. Like I speak to all all the Americans, all of them, I talk to them all. I'm pretty good friends with most of them, Billy, Shane, Skyler, you know, Dennis Hatch, like he does stuff and says stuff, but I'm at Turnerstone there and he's always talking to me and wishing me good luck my next match and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like I see him in the hallway. A lot of people just blow things out of proportion. You know, we all want to win on the table, but it's not like we want to kill each other, you know? Well, I mean, we all saw that photo that JP took of you and Shane after Moscone Cup. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of pe- things people don't see, you know what I mean? Like, we were all partying after the Moscone Cup together, hanging out, drinking, you know, dancing together, you know, just... People don't see that side. They just think it's all like, you know, we're trying to shout to them or trying to do this. But the thing is, you can't shout to anyone when you're at the table and they're sitting in the chair. You know, there's a difference from shocking so there's a difference from shocking someone, you know, when they're at the table and you're doing something. But when you're at the table and they're in the chair and you're doing something, you're not shocking them. Sure, you're shot, you know what I mean? So they, a lot of people don't understand. They just blow out of proportion. So for me, it's all... It's all a, obviously it's a it's a show, you know what I mean? Um, at the end of the day, and we got to make pool bigger and look where it's gone since just last December. There, now it's got bigger already. With your with your win at Turning Stone, now you've got six wins. You've tied Johnny. Does that have any kind of special meaning? Yeah, of course, because Johnny Alterman, like it's like a legend in the game. You know, he's like he's like the best player. Um, back in the day for a long time, and you know he was like respected by many players. You know he was he was one of the main guys, and obviously to to match somebody of his caliber's record, you know what I mean? It's obviously a great achievement because I've not really been playing the game that long. Um, so yeah, obviously it's it's going to be nice to try and that's something I set my goal to now is to beat that. Um. So that's it. Yeah, of course, man. It means a lot to me. It's like it's like one of the greatest guys in the game, you know. Now he played at Turning Stone this time. Was there any conversation between the two of you? Uh, we've seen each other a couple of times, but just nothing. Um, we were just chatting about the Derby City rules and stuff like that. Me, him, and Billy. Oh, okay. Um, you know, yeah, we were just having some fun and just chatting, but nothing about the tournament. Um, looking back on 2018, it wasn't it wasn't a Jason Shaw year like we expect to see. Um, was something going on? I mean, were you? I just wasn't. I, no, I just wasn't doing my, my 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 usual stuff as I was the previous years. You know what I mean? I'm back to doing it now, working out, 
eating good and training hard. But last year, I just stepped in the Scony Cup. I was I found out I was having another baby and stuff like that, and then just you know I was just taking it easy. I wasn't like wasn't pushing myself, you know. I wasn't I wasn't pushing myself. I didn't really set myself some goals, but nothing like too crazy, you know. I didn't really like wanna. I was like skipping tournaments here and there, and just you know just basically not spending fam just trying to do other things instead of playing pool all the time. You know what I mean? Sure. I think I was a little bit. I think I was a little bit bummed out. Um, but you know, I sort of came good towards the end of the year again. Um, you know, I had a good, good run in China. I got to the final. I got to the final of the World Pool Series. Did well at the International Open, stuff like that. You know what I mean? I put myself in a couple of good positions to, to get picked for the Moscone Cup. Um, obviously that was my big goal trying to get in there um, I knew I would have to get a wild card because I didn't travel too much and <coughs> sort of just sort of staying at home you know um, but now obviously the kid's here and he's out and he's sort of four months old it's time to go back to work you know what I mean so you see 2019 as being more of a Jason Shaw year like we expect yeah, well, you've already seen the start, so there's plenty more to come. You know, I've been working hard since December, as soon as the Moscone Cup finished. I've been working real hard. I've got myself a personal trainer, invested myself some money into, you know, I, I, I want to invest money into making money, you know what I mean? Um, sure. And that's all about getting myself fit and healthy and my mind healthier and um, just practicing 24-7 and just doing the right things. I don't think you and I have talked about this, but it's been mentioned on the show in the past. The European players look at themselves as athletes, um, yeah. while while some of the Americans don't. Um, is that changing with Shane and Billy and Sky? I mean, do they are they trying to keep themselves more fit because it helps the game, or is it just coincidence? I don't know. I know Billy works out. Um, I'm not too sure about Sky. I don't know if he's a big fourth guy. I'm not, you know, because he's quite a small dude anyway. I know Billy does, but um, I'm not sure about Skyler. Uh, Billy's always always hanging around with Shane. Shane goes to the gym and runs and stuff like that, you know what I mean? But for me, I think it's a big part of the game because for me, I know when my body's fresh and my mind's fresh, I feel like I'm unbeatable at times, you know what I mean? I just feel like when I go to tournaments, I feel like I'm going to just, I'm just going to do my own thing and nothing's going to bother me and my mind's clear and I know why I'm there, you know what I mean? There's no like sidetrack or doing other things. I know why I'm there, I'm there to win the tournament. That's why I showed up. We've mentioned Moscone Cup a couple of times. That didn't really go the way you expected. Um, yeah. What do you think was different this year? Um, you know what, obviously... Uh, they played good. Um, they'd done a lot of work training and stuff like that. They played great. But first couple of days, man, like Niels, he didn't play his best like he has done in the past, you know. He struggled a little bit. Clenty struggled a little bit in the first couple of days. And uh, they played well, um, you know. But I think for us, it was, I think for Europe, we already sort of had our team. And then obviously that thing with Mario, he happened. Um you know, so that sort of like sent the team in, like, you know, who we're going to pick now or 
who's going to be the next player in now instead of having um, Mario, we got Alex Kazakis. You know, they're just two two great players, two great champions. But it's just everything was like sort of like it was different. One time we got a team, and then next week is a different team. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it was all sort of last minute. And then when we got there, we gelled really good in that. Um, everybody was playing well, but I just feel like uh, they struggled. Um, you know, under that twenty five hundred people and everybody going crazy, I just felt like they struggled a little bit. But they came good in the end. You know, I knew that I knew it would always turn. The first couple of days was everything was sort of rolling their way. You know, um, they they were playing good and they were getting like the little bits of luck that they weren't getting in previous years. Um, so you know, hats off to them and they played real. They played strong. Um, we didn't really play our best the first couple of days, but we gave a right good fight coming back. Um, and I think uh, it just shows that it's never over until it's over, you know what I mean? Um, a lot was said, especially here in the States, about you working the crowd. You know, you were yeah. you were really pumping the crowd. It was kind of like a, you know, a, some people compared it to wrestling. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know what I mean? Listen, if we're going to take the game anywhere and we're going to have 2,500 people in there all sitting, not saying a word, you know what I mean, all quiet and all that, it's never going to get bigger. You know, at the end of the day, I would never do that in a singles tournament ever. You know what I mean? I would never do that. I'd never even think about doing anything like that. But there, it's completely different. It's a, it's a, It's a team event. And if you look at team events on any other other sports or whatever, they're all the same. Everybody sell. Look at the Ryder Cup. You know what I mean? Look at basketball. You know, look at look at all the all the different team games, soccer. Look at everything. I know people try and say, "Oh, well, pool's just a game, whatever." But it's not. At the end of the day, we we do it for a living. We know what it's like. We know it's tough, mentally tough, and it's training as well. So when you get the chance to do that in front of twenty five hundred people, and and you know they're going to react and it's going to be good for TV and it's going to get more people involved in watching and probably grow. And exactly that's exactly what happened. Now the prize money's up. It's got bigger and better. We'll get more tournaments. Matchroom love it. They add more money, you know. So a lot of people might be bashing me or whatever, but I know it's going to help the game in it. It's nothing to do with respect or... Um, you know, bad sportsmanship or nothing. I wasn't doing anything towards them when they were at the table, only when I was at the table. So people don't really understand it. It's more about promoting it and pushing it to get it bigger and better, not about making it boring and, you know, win and shake their hand and walk away. That's not what it's about, man. We need it to be big. We need it to get the game bigger and more prize money because for us, we put a lot of hard work in and, I feel like we should get rewarded for it. And like I said, look what happened now. It's bigger and better. More prize money, more tournaments. Maximum seem more involved in gold again now. And, and you really feed off of that energy. I know, uh, I think it was Albin had said that he could never do what you do, but it, it makes you play better, doesn't it? Well, I just feel like they are, you know, I grew, I grew up, I grew up in that environment, playing in like pubs and leagues, and 
you know, county tournaments with all the people drinking and shouting and screaming, you know. So I grew up like that environment. So, yeah, I want to play pool in an exciting place where people are watching and people can see it. You know, I don't want to be stuck in the back corner where nobody's watching. Um, you know, I'm a, I feel like I'm an exciting player, so I feel like I should be there center stage to provide some entertainment, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I just feel like a lot of people don't understand. There's nothing to do with being disrespectful to their players or their fans or anything like that. It's all about getting the crowd involved and making it a, a, a good show, something that you'll never forget. Like, I spoke to Skylar and that after it, and they were like, man, that was I've never felt anything like that in my life. They were like, that was unbelievable. They were like, the feeling was just insane. So, you know, they know as well it was all a show. They're not, they're not best. Shane even was texting me after it, like, man, you're crazy. He was like, that place was unbelievable, you know? So, it's all fun. Um, so you've got World Pool Series. You're just kicking things off today. Today's Thursday. Um, and yep. then you've got Derby. What else do you have on your calendar? Um, I'm playing Justin Bergman straight after the Derby in North Carolina. A uh, big money match. Uh, playing best out of five sets, race to 25. Um, for 20000 a month. How how does something like that come together? I mean, do you talk to Justin and No, well we played before and I I went to his pool room and I flew it I was supposed to get there the day before. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I was supposed to get there the day before and the guy who was staking me started messing me around and he ended up pulling up, so I didn't want to cancel I was gonna cancel the match, but it looked like I was trying to be back out and I didn't want to play so my friend who I told about he says I called him and I told him and he said look I'm already on my way there he said I got 10,000 on me he says I'll stake you for the 10 so I just got on the flight the next morning and flew in there the day of of, of playing you know what I mean which wasn't a great idea um, <laughs> so we played for two days and he beat me and after that I said to him okay you come to my pool and we'll play and he never ever came to my pool room. they would never come there it was always excuses, excuses. Oh, no, do you know? <coughs> you got way better, and you 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 won all these tournaments. You're a better player now. And so it came about after he played me in international and he beat me. And then after it, Ray Hansen messaged me and said, look, do you want to play Justin? I said, okay, but I got, you know, I don't want to be in a match where someone's going out smoking every two racks, you know, and taking forever stalling the game so I only play if you can only get two five minute breaks you know what I mean because um, right. I don't I don't want to be in a match where someone's just stalling because they want to go smoke every two games and that's what happened the first time um, so now I've got in a match where the rules are set and that's it so I'm happy to go ahead and play and it's not at his venue it's in North Carolina so it's like a neutral venue and when you're working on something like this, are you, like you had said that Ray contacted you, are you negotiating with Ray as the as the go-between? Are our backers negotiating? Or, or how does the game come together, the details? Well, well, we just, we got in a group chat together, we him and Justin that, and we arranged the rules and the game and that. And then the money, 
we arranged how much it was. And like this time, as last time, I never bet anything. I was staked, but this time I'm betting ten thousand myself, and my stake cost the guy is betting ten thousand. So I'm ready for this match because I've been wanting it for a long time. You know what I mean? Um, so I've been wanting it, and I want to play them, and I'm playing good, so I'm betting my own money. So if I win, I get paid. I get rewarded. And that's right yeah. after Derby? Yeah. You know, and I think I need more of these to get myself back in the flow again, you know, because I think start playing a few big long sets. I'll just keep on to keep drilling everybody uh, <laughs> afterwards in tournaments. And I was doing that, like, 2016, 17, stuff like that. I was playing a lot, doing a lot of things. And then last year, obviously, I slowed down a little bit, but I'm back to going full full throttle again. All right. Well, I will let you get ready for uh, your match at 6, 6.30, and uh, yep. good luck in the tournament. Okay. Okay, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling me. All right. Thanks, Jason. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. That was Jason. Uh, one quick note before I end the show. I'm working on an interview either next week or the week after with our Player of the Year. Now, we've already chosen male and female players of the year here at AZ Billiards. We just haven't made the announcement yet. But if you want to make your opinion known, get on over to AZB, uh, look at any one of our story pages, and there is a poll at the bottom of the page where you can choose between Eklant Kachi, Joshua Filler, Dennis Orcoyo, or Shane Van Boning for your choice for 2018 Men's Player of the Year. So get on over there and check it out. That's all we've got this week. I hope to have that interview with our Player of the Year next week. Until then, thanks for listening to American Billiard Radio. And Dave, we are thinking about you. Thank you.